If you're thinking about changing your IT provider, this week's episode is going to talk about the two things that can go wrong. I'm Mark Riddell and this is the Texas Podcast. We publish a new episode every Wednesday packed full of IT and cybersecurity advice to help businesses like yours to make the right decisions and get the best from your technology investment. Make sure to follow Texas on your favourite podcast player to ensure you don't miss future episodes. After you've made a decision to change your current IT provider and you've gone through the selection process of choosing a new IT company, which if you want my help on this, if you check out the IT services buyer's guide, we'll put a link to that in the show notes, that will give you some great questions that you can ask the new IT companies that you are selecting on how to choose the right IT company for you. So there's some help out there for that. But in this episode, we're focusing on what's going to happen after you've made a decision to leave your current IT provider and make that transition to your new IT support provider. Lots of businesses actually stick to their IT company, even though they aren't entirely satisfied. And one of the reasons is because the fear of switching IT companies is often too huge. And so it can seem like a daunting task. It's that inertia loyalty. The perceived pain of moving is worse than the pain of just staying where you are. And it can be, I'm going to be honest, it can be painful switching IT companies for one of two reasons. If your current IT provider decides to make life difficult after you've told them that you're going to leave, and if your new IT company doesn't have a slick process for onboarding new customers to them. If either or both of these things happen, then yes, it can be painful. However, in my experience, 99% of the time, your current IT provider is going to act very professionally and there's never an issue. When I have seen it be an issue is usually when the current provider is a one-man band type of business and is likely to take you leaving very personally. If you're a business which is outgrown the current IT provider and you've been using a local IT person to look after the business and you feel like you've outgrown them and you're looking to transition to a larger IT provider, that's a risk that that person takes it very personally because it's just them. They have no one else in their business and they're highly likely to react personally to you leaving them. That's usually the case that I come across. But today, we're going to focus on the actual process of changing IT companies. How smoothly the process is going to go when you change your new IT provider is pretty much entirely on the new IT provider. Some IT companies have a really slick process for onboarding new customers, and some will kind of just wing it, take you on board, and then see what happens. You really want the first option there is that you want the new IT company to be very experienced in onboarding customers because they're ultimately in control of how painful this is going to be for you personally and ultimately the impact it's going to have to your staff, to your business and your customers, right? The first thing you want to get control of is documentation on your IT network. This is really heavily reliant on how well the current IT provider is actually documenting stuff about your IT. Again, go back to what I said earlier, if you're using like a one-man band kind of setup, chances are it's all in their head and there's going to be no written documentation. If you're moving from 
a larger IT company, you'll probably find they're using some sort of IT support documentation type tools to document information about their customers. What we do at M3 Networks is we actually send your current IT provider what we call our RFI document, a request for information. Now, this is just an Excel file and it has loads of tabs in it covering every single topic within your IT network from where you store data, your email, your backup, networking equipment, Office 365, server information, broadband information, literally everything you can imagine. I've not even listed everything there and what I've just said. That document, once it's sent to your current IT provider, one of a few things might happen. They might point blank refuse to complete that document, which I've seen happen. They may take so long to you know, respond to provide the information that by the time we get it, we've already figured out a lot of the information through the process. They might charge you to complete that information, which I think is just ridiculous. And finally, they may have this information in a different format that they can provide us. And that's okay. Because as long as we get the information, we're not too bothered in what format it comes in. So if they've got this information already and it's in a Word file and it's not in the format that we send them, we don't expect them to have to translate it all. That's fine. But as long as the information's there. And I always say that anything over 80% is good. So if we get 80% of the information about your IT infrastructure and the network, great. We can figure out the rest. And I'll be honest, there's always stuff that we have to figure out. You never find out absolutely everything about a company's IT before you onboard them. That's the first thing. Sometimes your current IT provider will want to have like an offboarding meeting just to kind of get all the people involved on a, I was going to say around the table, but on a Teams call and just to have a chat. And I've been in lots of those meetings. They usually go pretty professionally, I would say. And just to make sure that your current IT provider sometimes will want the opportunity to make sure that they've communicated everything that your new provider needs to know or giving them access to everything that they need to know. And your new provider gets a chance to ask any questions that they want to ask to the current provider. And you're usually on that call just sitting there hoping that an argument doesn't kind of kick off. But no, usually these things are absolutely fine. And I've been in a lot of those meetings and every single one of them has gone the way that I've just described very professionally. And what you realize is that you know your current IT provider and your new IT provider just want a slick process. Because no one wants any grief or drama and ultimately they all have your interests at heart, right? To make it slick process for you. Once we've got all the information, the things that we need, of course, we have to agree a date. When is date that your new provider is going to assume full responsibility for everything? Because switching IT companies just doesn't happen overnight. It's not just a press a button and you, you switch. What typically happens is that up until the date you're due to switch, things are happening in the background. Your new provider will be starting to kind of onboard and provision services in the run-up to that date. Because, for example, if you've got online cloud backup with your current provider and you're going to get a similar service from your new provider, then the day that your current provider ceases their services, that's gone. You know, the backup's gone, service is gone, everything's gone. So your new provider needs to have these things up and running. Otherwise, you could find yourself in a situation where if your new provider waits until you're kind of on board after the date that they've taken on the contract, 
you might find that you're missing some services until they get these things on board. It's really important that there's a continuation of the services, that services don't stop and then have like a few days of not having a service and then it kind of, you get it again. The amount of times I've heard of businesses where they go, yeah, when we changed our IT provider last time, our email went down for three days. And I'm like, how is that possible, right? <laughs> like, how does this happen? And it's down to some of the reasons I've been talking about, which is the company that they chose to move to just didn't know what they were doing. They didn't have this planned out. They didn't think about it. They just reacted to things going, oh, that stopped working. We'll now go and fix it. There wasn't a plan to make the process slick. And because I know that one of the reasons that people don't change their IT company, even when they're not happy with their IT company, is because of this perceived painful process, we've put a lot of effort into ensuring that we make the process slick and painless for people. And testament to that is that's what people tell us after they move to us is that that was really slick. You know, I didn't even really realize that the change had happened, just kind of happened and we didn't even know about it. But even though it might be slick and you might not be aware of the technical changes that are happening, it is really important that you still communicate this to your staff. But first up, I just want to tell you a little bit about the IT services buyer's guide that we have. This is a free document on our website. You don't have to enter any information to get access to it. You just need to head over to www.m3networks.co.uk forward slash buyer's guide and you'll be able to click the link and get the download. And this is going to give you loads of information to help you understand the questions that you need to ask any potential IT partner in your business or indeed just go back and ask these questions to your existing IT company and then you can help find out whether you're being served correctly and whether there's any gaps in the IT support services that you are being offered. Now, let's get back to the episode. Part of the onboarding process is we make sure that we have these welcome meetings. Now, I'm not going to talk too much about this because I'm saving this stuff for next episode about what happens after you've come on board with your new IT provider. So you want to find out what that should look like, then check out the next episode. But we're focused on the actual transition. Now, there's a bit of a gray area when it comes to changing IT companies. I'm kind of letting you in kind of behind the scenes here, is that your new provider wants access to stuff as soon as they can, like like I said, before the actual onboarding date. Your current provider is the one that you're paying for this. So let's take an example of, say, your Office 365, got your email, SharePoint, OneDrive, Teams, everything in there. Your new provider will want to get access to your 365 account so they can see what you have, understand it, and help make sure that there's not any potential issues in the transition. Your current provider are the ones you're paying to administer and support that 365 tenancy at the moment. Once your current provider gives, if they decide or if they want to give the admin access to your new company, who then becomes responsible if there's an issue? Normally what will happen is the current provider will say, look, once we've given admin access to your new provider, although you're paying us for this, it's now down to your new provider if there's any issues. Because once you give admin access, then hey, if something goes wrong, it's not really fair to expect us to fix it. Depends what it is, but quite often what we find is the current provider will create a new admin account for us to be able to get access to the system so that we can both have joint 
access to it. Now, something like 365 and email and stuff, you know, there's not anything really going to go wrong. And assuming that you're chosen a new IT company well, they're not going to go and do anything stupid and create problems, right? Like, why would they? And if they did, you probably decide to go back on the decision to move to them if they start causing you problems like straight away. But even before you've come on board with them, if they're causing you problems, then that's probably a red flag. You maybe didn't actually pick the right company to begin with. But it does create that kind of great area of like who's responsible for it in this transition period. And normally, it's a good idea to have some overlap in the services. Typically, you'll have a month's notice to give to your current provider, might be three months, might be longer, but typically a month's notice. And usually your new provider will take on board from the same date. So if it's the 31st of January, your new provider will take on support from that date as well. But like I said, there's usually an onboarding process that's happening behind the scenes running up to that date. Sometimes your new IT company will just have to figure everything out for themselves. They just might be left in the dark. We've been in situations where the business gave notice to their IT provider. And in the example I'm going to give you, it was a one-man band type setup. The minute they told this person that they were leaving, this person just like vanished like dust in the wind. They handed over an Excel file with usernames and passwords, admin access to logins, which was great because without that, pretty much can't do much. They gave that information, but then they were like, not interested, just gone. They wouldn't complete the RFI document that we sent. They wouldn't agree to have a meeting with us so we could actually ask them any questions We got handed a list of usernames and passwords, and we had to spend our time figuring that out. Now, we don't charge for onboarding fees. So all the time figuring out and spending time discussing, understanding the customer's network, that's on us. Onboarding a customer is a huge undertaking if it's done properly. From an IT company point of view, it's really important then that we onboard the right customers that are going to be a good fit for our business too. So it's a two-way thing. This is very much a relationship with your IT provider or IT partner, as we kind of like to describe it, because working in partnership with customers is the way that we operate. But it's fine because, you know, it's our job, and we know it's our job to onboard the customer to make sure it's slick and to make sure the customer doesn't have to deal with the fallout of things going wrong, like here's a list of usernames and passwords, get on with it. We will spend time to understand and to figure out the network because it's in our interest to do that because we are now the ones holding the baby and the customer is relying on us to then provide support. But you kind of do get dropped in the deep end sometimes when you're onboarding. But any other IT company listening to this would probably agree with me that that is just the way of IT. It is just the way it is. It's like if you were changing accountants and your new accountant found out that your old accountant had your accounts in a complete mess and they had to like fix loads of stuff. I mean, an accountant would probably charge you to do that. But the analogy still stands that whenever you're moving to someone else, the reason that you're moving is because the current provider wasn't doing their job right or you weren't happy with them in some way. There's always going to be something to fix. I can't remember any situations where we've onboarded a customer and went, oh, Everything's great. The IT is so, oh, it's great. It's made our life so much easier. Everything's perfect. There's always something to fix. Always something to fix. It's never 100%, hey, this is the way that we would have done it. Great. Good job. 
it's always a mess. But for the customer, you should never really be impacted by that. And if the process is slick and it didn't cause you any pain, then you know you've made a good choice when you're choosing your new IT partner. If you're not entirely satisfied with the service you're getting from your current IT provider and you'd like to talk to me about changing your IT provider, then you can book a 15-minute call in my diary. You head over to m3networks.co.uk forward slash meetmark. You can choose a time that suits you. we be happy to have a chat about how we can make the process nice and painless for your business. Texas is an M3 Networks podcast. Find out more at m3networks.co.uk. Okay. Okay.